Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce Odinison, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to the What's Happening at Work show. I'm so excited to be back in the studio. Wow, summer is over. And here we are talking about resilience. What an amazing year we've had. It is September and we're here and looking at all the things that has happened. We started in February. We started actually in January hearing about COVID-19 and uh, it really wasn't until February that impacted us here in North America. And by March, middle March, everything shut down. And when you think of resilience, it's amazing. I am in the back studio right now. We're working behind the scenes on the Global Workplace Wellness Summit happening November 10th to 13th. And the reality is we're starting to notice that people are falling apart at work more and more so. The workplace has had such tremendous upset. So yesterday I was teaching a webinar on dealing with difficulties, difficult situations at work. And some of the things that came up over and over again is inability to supervise employees, performance issues, angry outbursts, difficult clients. And those are all signs. Many of those interpersonal challenges happen when we are stressed out. When we're under stress, we lash out. When we're under stress, we do things that really impact each other. And we're, we're not as conscious of our behavior. We're not as conscious of our impact on others because we're not focused. Humans are very, very uh, unique in that we're born to be connected to each other. And that connection helps us to see each other's and understand each other's feelings. And we have that mirror neurons that we use to be able to say, okay, this is not good or this is bothering that person. So we can read people's body language and change our interpersonal uh, interaction based on what they're putting out and how they're responding to our exchange. But when we are stressed and we're occupied and we're you know distracted and we're suffering ourselves, we're not able to do that. It inhibits our ability to do that. And so we have to be even more resilient as in the workplace. We have to be able to move past those those little things and not dramatize them. So we spend we spent our time in that in that class yesterday talking about how to be resilient, how to shift our mindset. So when we see those things, we actually think of them differently. We make less assumptions. We are more open to asking, oh, I'm not sure on this. So does this, does this mean this? Or is this what I'm supposed to understand by that? Or can you give me more information? We, we, we don't make assumptions uh, because 
it makes us happy. We make assumptions just because we need to find meaning and understanding and we need to have some frame of reference for what's going on. So we make assumptions to fill in the gap because we don't like ambiguity. The human brain cannot tolerate ambiguity. So we come up with these assumptions of why people are doing the things they're doing and what they're doing. And we interpret things in our own unique way for our own sense of well-being, even if it's not true. And sometimes we torture ourselves with these strange ideas and beliefs and thinking that, oh, well, that's the way it's going to be or that's the way it is. It really isn't. A lot of times we put more on ourselves and we make assumptions that are not true and we impact our well-being. So one of the things that I was talking about in the class yesterday with the employees is changing the whole concept of having difficult conversation and call it a wellness conversation. Because let's take a look at it. Really, what are you, why do you need to have those difficult conversations? Because what the person is doing is upsetting. It's causing frustration. It's causing anger. It's causing upset. It's deteriorating from the quality of work, mm-hmm. uh, the quality of the conversation. So there's a lot of reasons why you're choosing to have those difficult conversations. So The reality is, if we start looking at, starting with the end in mind, what is the purpose for having those conversations? It's really to improve our well-being, to reduce our stress, reduce our mental, you know, mental stress, reduce the, the negative, the anger, the frustration, whatever we're feeling. That's why we're having those conversations. So aren't those wellness conversations then? Because the goal is to reduce the stress, reduce the upset, um, save time, save dollars, reduce all of that is towards our well-being. So I just call them wellness conversations. Truly, believe me, that's what I do. I call them wellness conversation. We need to have a wellness conversation for my mental wellness, for my understanding, for my focus. We need to have a wellness conversation. If we don't have a wellness conversation, then I am going to continue being stressed. I am going to continue making assumptions. I am going to continue uh, being upset and I don't want to. So let's have a wellness conversation or you are going to have negative assumptions. You're going to feel upset. You're going to be mad. So let's have a wellness conversation. Now, when we, when we change things that way and we focus it that way and we change that, it actually changes the energy and the mindset and it gives us more energy. It helps us to be able to move past those difficulties and start looking to the future we want to create, to the solutions we want to have in at hand. And that's where resilience comes from. You know, there's so much wisdom in in speaking with others and that's why I love what I do. I really love the, the reality where we are now running the, the Global Workplace Wellness Summit. And I get to speak with these amazing, brilliant people who show up and share their wisdom. And yesterday I was interviewing Dr. Maroon at, at, for, he's going to be one of the keynotes at the Global Workplace Wellness Summit. And, you know, he made this comment. He said, life is full of adversity. That is why we have resilience. Resilience is the ability to move past adversities. So we've been given everything we need. We've been given adversity and then we've been given resilience to move past those, 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 
those challenging situations, to move past those adversities, to be able to bounce back, to recover, to restore ourselves, to re refocus our mind, to pick ourselves up, to start over. That's what it is to be resilient. But we have to have a wellness mindset in order for us to be resilient. Because we have, if we don't see wellness as dynamic, as something that's changed, as something that we, we are constantly working to improve, then we see resilience as heavy, as tough, as difficult. And resilience challenges us when resilience actually is a solution. It's a solution to the adversities we're going to face in life. And I love his perspective on that. Because it's one I share. We need to be resilient because we are going to face challenges and adversities in life. And that is why resilience comes in. That's why resilience is key to a well-being. And you cannot have a wellness program at work. You cannot have a well life if you don't have the, the ability to be resilient. If you don't develop your resilience. So resilience is like Having money in the bank or have a savings account where, you know, I'm going to put this money away. It's saving. It's there for a rainy day. It's there for when I'm not able to make or earn money. Right? Because that's what it's all about. Why do we build equity? Why do we build? Why do we save? It's so that we have money in the bank. We have something there on the side to help us. And so... As we do that, we become more courageous. We become more, we become ex- more exuberant. We become more hopeful. We have more faith in ourselves and in humanity because we have been building up that nest egg. That's what resilience is. That's why people save. That's why you build a house so you're not sleeping in the rain. Because when, if you, if you build your house in the dry season, when the rain season comes, you have a house so you won't be sleeping under, under the stars. You'll be protected from, that's be, that's resilience physically. We take care of ourselves. We brush our teeth so that our teeth doesn't decay over time. So we still have teeth when we're old. We can still chew our food. That's what resilience is. It's about building resilience. It's about putting those, putting in those time, saving financially, using your time wisely so you don't burn out. That's resil- That's building resilience. Right? So resilience comes from what we develop, what we put, we build, we put those building blocks in place so we have the structure for us to be resilient. And if we don't do that, we're going to end up in a place where we can't bounce back because we don't have what it takes. We don't have the mindset. We don't have the will. We don't have the desire. And we don't have the physical resources and ability to bounce back. That's what resilience is all about. So first, it starts with the mindset. Knowing that you can overcome whatever it is. Whatever difficulty you may face at work right now, you can overcome it. You can move past it and you can see a different outcome. You can see a more positive, a more appealing outcome. And that's what the resilient spirit is. You know, right now I have a client who's going for a very difficult time at work. 
She's going through discrimination, differential treatment, and she's struggling. And so my work with her is to help to build her resilience. How to negotiate, how to advocate for yourself, how to get the resources you need on your side, who to talk to. All of those are part of being resilient. And so when you're not resilient, you need to start looking around and saying, if what am I doing to build resilience? Because you can't just be resilient, think resilience, and not also act resilience. You have to have a resilience mindset, and it starts with a wellness mindset. And then you start working. And that's why resilience is one of the key wellness competencies, and it sits at the core of the wellness improvement system model. It's right there in the interpersonal. Because if you notice all the things I talked about, there is an interpersonal element to them. The people we call on, the way we think about others, the way we interact with others, the way we negotiate, the way we communicate, all of those will fall into our ability to be resilient. All of those will contribute to our level of resilience and our ability to be resilient. And you can create resilience as a competency in your workplace. But start with the mindset, build it into the conversation, build it into the structure, build it in as a value in the organization. We work with organizations to build in these nine wellness competencies into their workplace so that it becomes part of the culture of the workplace so that employees can naturally know that this is part of what they they can expect at work. It's part of that resilience. No matter what industry you're in, no matter what's happening with COVID-19, no matter what you're seeing, no matter how you're struggling with remote work or going back to work or school not open, no matter what's happening right now, your boss doesn't like, you're challenging with your coworkers, difficulties supervising your employees, you need to start with a wellness mindset, knowing that it can be better. And from there, we start to look at what are the resources, who do you need to talk to, what kind of conversation, how you need to communicate, what do you need to do to address yourself? And that's where we come to resilience. So I'm glad that you joined me today. You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. This is Joyce Edison, your host. And I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guests and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement. And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com, where we help you to work, live, and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.